Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com code SUPER24. There are many guarantees in this life, aside from death and taxes, but Chris Jericho rubbing someone in the wrestling business the wrong way, be it with his opinions, his political leanings, or simply his heelish antics, is about as close to a third as you're going to get. And throughout his incredible career, there are more than a few people who've had something to say about it. I'm Adam Nicholas, this is What Culture Wrestling, and these are eight major WWE superstars who hated Chris Jericho. Number eight, Taz. This particular beef stems from their time not as wrestlers, but as podcasters, with Taz hosting the Taz show and Jericho hosting Talk is Jericho. Despite a few minor shots regarding listener numbers, Taz expressed his scepticism both on his show and on Twitter regarding Jericho's claims of getting millions of downloads and plays every week. The main issue stemmed from Samoa Joe leaving TNA back in 2015. When Jericho interviewed Joe, he promoted it as the Samoan Submission Machine's first interview since departing the company. Unbeknownst to Y2J, however, Taz had already interviewed Joe the week prior and the oversight didn't sit well with the human suplex machine who threw shade to towards Jericho on a few occasions after this, before also going as far to say he didn't think Jericho was even aware he had a podcast. Nevertheless, in 2021, you can find the pair of them working together for AEW. As performers and broadcast colleagues on both Dynamite and Rampage, respectively. And while the two may not have always been singing from the same hymn sheet, it certainly doesn't seem to be an issue in the AEW commentary booth. Number 7. Superstar Billy Graham Billy Graham may have been one of the most influential wrestling workers ever, but since retiring, he's done his fair share to tarnish his wrestling legacy. He has a famously on-again, off-again relationship with WWE as a whole, yet despite a plethora of disputes over the years, one wrestler he really hates in particular is Chris Jericho. This one began when Jericho took a shot at the so-called has-beens in his second book, Undisputed, How to Become the World Champion in 1,372 Easy Steps, who came out of the woodwork and began speaking out in the wake of the Chris Benoit murder suicide. Graham didn't like being spoken of in such a manner and responded in a video via the Hannibal TV with some choice comments saying Jericho showed a complete lack of respect, that he had the face of a choir boy but the heart of a devil, and one day someone will walk across his skull on the floor of hell. He finished off his response by saying, Jericho, you have made a huge mistake. You call me an egotistical idiot. If you walked by right now, I would beat the living hell out of you, then spit on your grave for trying to destroy my reputation in your phony little book. Couple that with some Twitter exchanges between Graham and Jericho, stemming from CM Punk's comments about the differences between himself and Bruno Sammartino, and I think it's safe to say these two won't be sharing Christmas cards anytime soon. 
Number six, Rob Van Dam. Pretty much any time Rob Van Dam and Chris Jericho stepped in a wrestling ring together, they had a tendency to create great matches with their complementary styles always meshing well together. However, when Van Dam made an appearance on Jay Moore's podcast back in 2012, the host asked RVD if there was anyone he wrestled with who he thought was a dick. Van Dam responded by naming Jericho, who was apparently afraid that Rob was taking his place in WWE, with RVD saying, quote, According to Paul Heyman, he was telling me about these conversations that Chris would have. Shouldn't that be my spot? Shouldn't I be having that match? Unquote. Before calling Jericho a political bitch and stating that the two of them got in arguments every day about how their matches should be booked. Van Damme also recalled the match when Jericho got busted open, in which Christian and Taz told him afterwards that Y2J was pissed and was going to fight him. Yet despite throwing chairs around and trapping a referee against the wall, when RVD approached him, Y2J was calm. Despite all of the politics and the pre-match clashing though, Van Damme did go on to conclude that he didn't hear Chris Jericho anymore. Number five, Kevin Nash. If there's one man you can count on for unfiltered, often wildly entertaining opinions, it's Kevin Nash, a frequent guest on the podcast Shoot Interview Circuit due to his candid nature and hilarious storytelling. But alongside Nash infamously referring to smaller wrestlers in WCW as Vanilla Midgets, he went one step further in an interview with Grantland in 2012, saying that the wrestling business died at the day Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit became world champions. Now, it's no secret that Chris Jericho was a close friend of both men, and he took offence to the unwarranted insult. Firing back via Twitter, Jericho wrote, Funny how Kevin Nash says wrestling died when Benoit and Guerrero were champs, yet the worst year for WWE biz was 1985 when he was on top. Unfazed by the insult and seemingly very happy with the bite he'd gotten from Jericho, Nash responded saying, Once again, the puppet master pulls the mark strings. New Jericho was a closet mark. Again, despite the shots fired across Twitter and Jericho clearly taking umbrage with Nash's comments, the two have seemingly squashed any beef that they had, taking a photo together on a flight back to Florida just a few years later. Number four, Goldberg. Everyone who follows the business closely is well aware of the heat between Chris Jericho and Bill Goldberg. It began while the two of them were in WCW, with Jericho creating some hilarious segments where he and his security guard, Ralphus, openly mocked Goldberg from his ring entrance to his catchphrase. They helped get Jericho over and the crowd was rabid to see Goldberg destroy him. The only problem was that Goldberg didn't find it funny. And worse yet, because of his inexperience, he had the wrong people whispering in his ear, telling him that Jericho was taking the piss. The angle never led to a match between the two, despite the fact that Jericho told his boss that he would happily let Goldberg destroy him in 30 seconds on pay-per-view just to give the whole thing a payoff. Instead, the two never crossed paths until a few years later when they were both in WWE. Once again, coming from Jericho's second book, after Goldberg had apparently been criticising Jericho's selling to Kevin Nash backstage during a match, just one week into his WWE tenure, Y2J confronted him in the locker room, leading to a legit fight between the two. Big Bill grabbed Jericho by the throat, but Y2J managed to take him down and lock in a front face lock until the fight was broken up. And yes, while Jericho may have a tendency to drink his own Kool-Aid, this is actually the general consensus from those who witnessed the skirmish, which would ultimately end with the two shaking hands afterwards and putting their animosity behind them. Allegedly. Number three, Shane Hurricane Helms. Now, yes, these two are still close friends to this day, but even close friends have their fair share of disputes. Not everyone, however, has a dispute so heated that it ends with violence and being arrested. But just days before the 2010 Royal Rumble, the Kentucky police received a report of two men fighting in a car. When they arrived on the scene, they found Chris Jericho and Shane Helms extremely intoxicated and brawling in the backseat of a vehicle. The two were charged with public intoxication, but were released after a few hours in jail and given a fine to boot. In a later incident, during Shawn Michaels' induction into the WWE Hall of Fame, Hurricane, who has a strong disliking for HBK, said, quote, The Hall of Fame is great, but I take more pride and comfort in the fact that I've never screwjobbed anyone in life. Or the biz, 
money isn't everything, unquote. Jericho, being a big fan of Michaels, defended his idol, calling him the greatest in-ring performer of all time, before Hurricane fired back with, quote, if you got something to say, say it public. Enough ass-kissing, he wasn't the greatest when he was cussing you out and catering, unquote. But yeah, like I said, still close friends, these two. No, really, honestly. Number two, CM Punk. Another case where both men are currently working together in AEW, but there's certainly been a few hairy moments between CM Punk and Chris Jericho over the years. On an episode of Talk is Jericho, Chris and Edge described an incident at a house show several years ago, where Edge and John Morrison were facing Chris Jericho and Punk in a tag bout. And while putting the match together, the Canadians were more interested in a hockey game that was taking place that night and were rushing through preparations for their bout. Unfortunately, Punk didn't take kindly to their nonchalant attitude about calling the whole thing in the ring, so in protest, he worked the entire match while refusing to tag Y2J in. When they arrived backstage post-match, Jericho let Punk have it in a heated exchange. Despite that, however, the two would patch things up and of course go on to work a successful and entertaining program a few years later. And it wasn't until Punk left the company that the cracks started to show once again. In November 2014, after Punk had walked out of WWE, the straight-edge superstar mentioned on the now infamous podcast Pipe Bomb with Cole Cabana that even though Jericho had reached out to him, the pair hadn't spoken since his departure, with Punk accusing Jericho of wanting to use their private conversation as a promotional tool for Talkless Jericho and saying that Chris had an agenda. Then again, given the tremendous personal and professional toll that would follow his appearance on Cabana's The Art of Wrestling podcast, who knows how different things might have been if he'd given Jericho that interview instead. And number one with a bullet, Triple H. While these two have seemingly mended fences and are now on decent terms, there was a time when there was serious tension between Chris Jericho and Triple H. In the late 1990s, when Jericho made his debut in the company, Hunter was in the midst of his first real push in WWE, and the game was allegedly jealous of the wave that Y2J was making and began to worry about losing his spot. And so began the politics. Soon there were rumblings that Jericho didn't know how to work, and other wrestlers were speaking out against him. After being told to turn up his in-ring aggression, Y2J got heat with Road Dog for slapping him too hard during a match, and that heat would only increase when Jericho accidentally busted China open with a hairdryer. Fast forward to February 2002, and Jericho and Hunter would find themselves in a shouting match backstage after a referee botched the ending of a match between Y2J and Kurt Angle. Hunter got involved, telling both the referee and Angle that Jericho was the one to blame for screwing up the finish, which only served to amplify the heat between the two. And while that's just a few of many politicking moments between the two over the years, in fairness, the pair never tried to make any attempts to hide their distaste for one another during that time period. In an interview with MLW Radio in 2013, Jericho gave his take on his turbulent relationship with the game, saying, quote, in the early 90s, it's no secret there was no love lost between he and I. We didn't like each other, we didn't get along. We had great matches, but there was always a personality issue. That stopped years and years ago, and now I consider Triple H a pretty good friend, unquote. But having said that, AEW wasn't around in 2013, and after their efforts seemingly wiped the floor with Hunter's beloved NXT in 2020 and beyond, motivating a Vince McMahon-driven overhaul of the brand and roster members, we should add, things might not be quite as rosy these days as they were back then. <laughs> 